those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. Welcome, locksmiths of all genders, ages, except for Cowboys fans. You guys know we do not associate with them. Also, uh, shout out all the people who watch real sports, not that bullshit soccer. I'm just <laughs> going to come out and address uh, a few things. We have cut ties with our previous platform we were working with because they had too many issues as far as the audio quality went. And Well, a little bit. I think we should, we should give some context behind that. We still use them. Uh, for what they're good at, which is not audio, but we we did kind of take our talents a little bit elsewhere, but we're still kind of dabbling. It's like uh, if you were like having a relationship with your girlfriend and, you know, you're still like having sex with your old girlfriend or something <laughs> like that. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think that's the best way to put it. I have no idea, but that, that's kind of what the situation is right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can continue to talk about it. I know this was this was your decision, Spaz. This was an executive decision. And so talk us through this one. What happened? Yeah, so pretty much I was getting too many people, especially the listeners of the week, were always chirping in our DMs saying, hey, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but your audio is laggy. You know, you are ahead of Whipple. So I said, fuck it. You know, I'm going to give the listeners what they want. I'm always the man of the people. But also I need to address the other situation, which is why didn't we have an episode in a week? And as many people do know, uh, my co-host Whipple was Tiger Woods's caddy for the Genesis Invitational, and with everything going on, he decided to take a week off. Yep, that's fair enough. I think that's fair to say it was just it was a tough week for me. I'm sitting here with my TW hat on, and a lot of people actually, you know, whenever they see me in person, they're like, "Oh, you know, Tiger Woods, go Tiger Woods." They, no, it's not a Tiger Woods hat. This is it's a hat that represents more than that, and it's about not crashing your car on the side <laughs> of the road. So that's kind of what I'm wearing the hat for today, but. Again, no Tiger Woods slander. I absolutely love the dude. Hopefully he gets well soon. So prayers up to Tiger for sure. But the biggest topic that we've missed really in our hiatus, and it's it's hitting your Eagles, hitting your Eagles, Eagles home hard here. And that's the Wentz trade. Wentz is officially out of Philadelphia. A lot of people didn't think this was going to happen just because the outrageous amount of money that they pay him. But it did happen. He's off to Indianapolis. We'll probably do much better there. But I, I'm going to pass it over to you. Tell me what you think about this one. Well, I think I'm happy for Wentz as an Eagles fan because Frank Reich is his guy. It's his coach now, and I think they uh, meld or mend very well together, I should say. But uh, I'm just happy for the Eagles, too. I think it was you know fair enough. I would have liked to got more for Carson Wentz, but I also know his value is not all that high. Just kind of sucks. Uh, we got a rebuild, complete rebuild mode. I do trust Jalen Hurts, and they're saying they're going to bring in some quarterback competition. I just hope they don't fuck this draft up. I really am scared they're going to try to like get someone like Justin Fields or a quarterback in the second round or first. If you want to bring in competition for Hurts, I say get a, a veteran. There's a lot of quarterbacks on the market. Obviously, we couldn't get someone like a Deshaun Watson, but there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. And I do think Wentz is going to prosper with the Colts. I don't think he's a top 15 quarterback, but him and Frank Reich really go well together. And I think the Eagles are on a rebuild. Uh, but the one interesting thing is, I don't know if you saw, but Pittman, he won't give Wentz number 11. He said, oh, you know, I am number 11. Well, it's just kind of funny because when I think of number 11, I don't think Pittman is a top three guys I think of. 
No, I don't even know who fucking Pittman is. So it's just one of those things that I think maybe, you know, maybe when he thinks they're going to retire this guy's jersey, he wants the 11. And that's just all that egotistical stuff. So when Wentz starts killing it, what, well, actually, hold on. What number are they going to give Wentz since he's not given the 11? No clue yet. If I had to guess, he would uh, probably go with his college number, but I'm not exactly sure. Damn, that's crazy. He should go with like a high number, like 87, like the amount of turnover. Oh, I'm fucking or something like that. I'm smoking on Tiger Woods. He was 11 in college. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, he'll probably go with like one. I don't know. It's going to be a weird number, but I hope it's just not uh, someone crazy number like, you know, Watt. That was kind of a crazy number, and he's also on the move. Did you see his mitochondria tweet? It's been yeah, like, what the hell was that? It's been just full of conspiracies. There's so many people saying that he's referring to Cleveland Stadium. There's so many people referring, saying he's referring to like all different types of teams. I'm not exactly sure. All he tweeted I think was, "It's just." I mean, I think it's just one of those things where it's just he's just bored. He knows all eyes are on him. And it's the only time really in the last five years that all eyes have been on J.J. Watt. So I get it. You know, he's maybe reliving his past glory when he was actually a good football player. So, again, I think this is just one of those things. He's just having a little bit of fun with it. But, again, as you know, I'm a Lions fan. If I'm the Lions, I stay the hell away from this guy. This guy sucks. This guy's a bum. I've been saying it forever. He's a joke. He hasn't been good in the last five years. So, again, I'm staying away from from my team. But what about you? I mean, as an Eagles fan, with the rebuild – do you think it'd be the right time to pick up a guy like J.J.? Fuck no. There's never a right time to pick up J.J. Watt unless it was five years ago. But I think he's more injury-prone than Carson Wentz, to be honest. I don't think he is uh, obviously going to ever have a year that he's had in his pre- previous years. I think he's on the decline. But I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence for a quick minute. There's a lot of NFL executives saying that he's not even the best quarterback in the draft. And it just kind of scares me because – Ever since this guy entered college, people have been saying, this guy's a clear number one overall pick. He's, you know, the guaranteed sure thing. And when's the last time a number one quarterback really worked out? Look at Jared Goff. He's not even with the original team that they drafted him. Look at Jameis Winston. Kyler Murray's kind of TBD. Baker Mayfield's kind of TBD, but you could argue he's, you know, not a for sure thing. I just don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to be a bust or not. Yeah, and so I'll, I'll kind of jump in here on this one. And I'm going to say it. I think Trevor Lawrence is already the best quarterback in the NFL right now. This guy's an absolute stud. And I get, you know, where the obviously the the hesitation comes in just because, again, I mean, you make a good point. I mean, there's been a lot of times where the number one quarterback turns into dust and they just they're they're garbage. I don't think this is the case. I mean, we look back at a guy like Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school. He goes to prom in April. And then the following year, he wins the fucking national championship to beat Alabama with Clemson. So there's just this guy's built different, not like me. I'm built normal. This guy's absolutely just insane. I mean, I think this guy is the next Tom Brady, if you will. I Patrick Mahomes is going to be put to put to shame. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to really run with it. I think the Jaguars, you're going to see a Super Bowl within the next three years. I'm writing that down right now. And yeah, I mean, I just, I think this guy's going to be great. What, so what's really your hatred with Trevor Lawrence? Is it just, is it the long hair? And I know you're sexist, so you don't want to, you know, maybe is it because you think he's a girl? I don't know what it is. No, my biggest problem with him is he hasn't faced any adversity. And I, I'm a true believer that I want a college football quarterback who doesn't go to these blue blood schools who just have it easy and have it made. Those guys don't really ever tend to work out. USC always produces some busty-ass garbage quarterbacks. I like the quarterbacks from sometimes the smaller schools, but 
uh, those Big 12 quarterbacks or those SEC quarterbacks that didn't go to the Blue Bloods who had to face all that tough competition. I'm not necessarily saying he's a bust. It's just going to be interesting. But one uh, college team who I thought was a bust this year in basketball was Kansas. They lost us a lot of money this week. Yep, fuck Kansas. I'm starting the chant right now. I'm on the. I'm spearheading the fuck Kansas campaign. They, I mean, they did us rotten. They absolutely did us rotten. We had a good read on the game. They should have won the game realistically, but they go into overtime, which at the time I'm like, okay, this is good. Me and you both had Kansas plus three. And so, again, they go into overtime, and I'm like, okay, this is good. At the time, I didn't even think about it. I should have just had them fucking lose by two points in regulation. We would have had it. But they go into overtime, and then, I mean, you obviously know what happened. Kind of tell everyone what happened who wasn't watching. Yeah, it was just an embarrassment to all of uh, Kansas basketball. I think it was Babby of the decade. Is that safe to say? Uh, with oh, him. easily. Yeah, so it was overtime, uh, like my brother said. And uh, Texas won by three in a fashion that no one would like to see. I'm literally going to throw up if I talk about the sequence that led to it. But it was literally a free throw. Jalen Wilson, this fucking guy, all he had to make was this free throw. He couldn't fucking do it. Yeah, and well, what's funny is just not even on top. I mean, on top of that, you know, we had in the other possession, you know, we had him a wide open shot for him. They were down. They were down two at the time, and so he he rips down the court. I don't know how he blows through the defense like that, but gets right into the paint, goes for the layup, and just loses the ball, flies out of bounds, and then like, okay, you know, we're still down two. You know, we just need him to go down the court and make one free throw. Okay, well, that that's exactly what happens. Texas gets the one-and-one. One, they get the front end of it. They don't get the back end. And then as Kansas is coming back down the other side of the court, obviously down three, Texas decides to foul because, again, they're only going to get the two shots, which is a great move. And the guy just fucking misses them. He just misses them both. So it's a push on plus three. The guy's a bum. Kansas, you're out. Bad beat of the, de- the year, decade, whatever you want to say. But – Again, this is the Bad Beats podcast, so we figured, you know, we'd start with that as far as college basketball went. But I, a big game that I wanted to ask you about, I don't know, you're huge on Bama right now. We've talked off the podcast about this, and that's Bama versus Arkansas. Me and you were both huge on Bama this game. I still like Bama, but obviously it didn't turn out. Bama actually kind of got drummed a little bit here. Uh, you know, kind of taking me through this one. What did you see on this one? I know you watched the whole thing. What did you see? Yeah, I lost a big check on Bama. Uh, it was their second conference loss. You know, if they would have won last night, they, they would have clinched the SEC. Uh, it, honestly, this is the biggest – there's two sides of this coin. It's the biggest problem with Bama, and it's also their biggest blessing. They live and die by the three. It's the only college team I've seen that shoots this much threes a game. I don't have the exact stat on that, but they're top five in defense. They're top ten in tempo. I really love this Bama team. They have about three or four guys – who can get hot from three at any given moment. That Bruner guy, sorry, I forget his first name, he shoots three lights out, but he's also a dog on defense. But the problem is they get very hot on three, and they also get very cold, and they're committed to that. They, at one point, came down. They were down like 18, came back. They were up eight and just lost. And when they get down, they start to panic. And I just don't know if they're experienced enough and if their coach is good enough, Avery Johnson, to – coach these guys and say hey like let's not panic you don't have to shoot threes for every fucking play you know it's ridiculous they had more three point attempts in the first half than they had points and they're committed to playing that way and they're very gritty i think they're efficient i love this bama team 
Yeah, so I guess this this raises the question. I mean, it wouldn't be a Bad Beats podcast without talking about who's going to win the, the national championship here. I think we've been talking about this since really December. So, I mean, is it fair to say you have Bama in the final four, maybe even going further than that? Yeah, and here's the thing. If I'm Gonzaga, I do not want them in my region because let's say you have to play Bama 10 times. I think Bama wins that game four or five times. I do believe Gonzaga is still, you know, overall better team than them. However, I believe that this Bama team, like I said, if they can get hot from three, they could win. So I definitely could see them in the final four as long as they're not in a, you know, Baylor region. Yeah, no, I and I agree. One, well, actually, now that you bring up Baylor, I mean, let's talk about what happened to them over the weekend. I mean, a team like Baylor, best team, in my opinion, way better than Gonzaga, 17-0, and heading into the game in Baylor. They're playing 2-16 and Iowa State. And just to give a little more context to it, we have Baylor at minus 24, the biggest line all season. And for those who watched it know, Baylor, they just didn't show up. They just flat out did not show up. They were down late into that game. I mean, when I was watching that game, I mean, there was maybe seven minutes left and Baylor was down. I'm like, holy crap, they're not going to even win this game. Obviously, we took the cover at minus 24 and we look like the jackasses. But here's the but here's the thing, though. Sorry to cut you off. Coming into this game, Baylor was the best against the spread record in the uh, all of college. They were the and best that's team. That's why I thought, yeah, and that's why I'm thinking, okay, you know, minus 24. We have a team like Iowa State. They might not even score in the 40 minutes of playtime here. I mean, they might go 40 minutes, not even put up a point. And I, obviously, I was proven wrong. Iowa State, State came out just on fire. I mean, they came out with something to prove and good for them. Obviously, they didn't win. They didn't get it done. Baylor did pull away at the end, and that's what a lot of those good teams do. But, man, definitely some eyes on Baylor. Uh, it would have been great to see them play today. They would have been playing West Virginia. But, of course, COVID had to can- – I think COVID has canceled every single one of Baylor's ranked games. So, of course, <laughs> they kind of get away with that. But, again, I-, I like Baylor to kind of improve here and move forward, hopefully not on the downward trend. But a, a team, or I guess a conference, rather, that I wanted to talk about a little bit, was the Big Ten and just how absolutely insane this division is or this conference. And, you know, we had Michigan play Ohio State over the weekend. In Ohio State, Michigan gets the job done. I was a huge hater. I've been a huge hater of Michigan since the season started. We can actually, if we can, if we can find it somewhere, uh, there was, before the season started, Michigan was ranked 25th, and I called them out. I said, they're not ranked 25th. This is garbage. It's bullshit. And now I'm sitting here eating my own words. They're probably going to win the damn title, so – you know, if they do win the title, we'll have to go back and we'll have to find that. But again, the Big Ten overall, just an insane division or a conference. I don't know why I keep saying division. And I think it's someone's going to win this thing. It's going to be out of the Big Ten. I like Michigan now. I like Ohio State. I like Illinois. I like Iowa. And then one team that I'm going to call it right now, you know, we talked about our dark horses. And this is a team that might not even make the tournament. It's Michigan State. I mean, this is it's their time to shine. They're heating up. They just took out Ohio, Ohio State. They're playing um, – geez, give me – oh, they're playing – oh, God, who are they playing? Because they just beat – no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They beat Illinois. They're playing Ohio State today, actually. So going to be a great game. And, you know, assuming that they can win that game, they have one more game against Maryland and two against Michigan. If they can split that with Michigan, they're in the tournament. They're making a run. And Michigan State's Big Ten cha- – or the, the championship tournaments. Jeez, will beat them freaking all over the place i got a tack in my eye i can't see anything but who do you got um who do you got winning this thing other than other than your your main dogs here i know we talked about iowa a little bit 
But if I could switch it up and, and ask you from the Big Ten, if you had to pick one team from the Big Ten, who would you say? Michigan, I think it's the clear answer. And uh, I know that's kind of chalk in favor, but we saw how – I lost money against Ohio State. We saw how uh, they handled Ohio State. And it was really like – it was pretty much a game till the last three minutes. I like that Michigan team a lot. I do think they're too young to go uh, extremely far in the tournament, but it's going to be interesting. And Ohio State didn't even, you know, move in the rankings. I found that very interesting. It just kind of shows the Big Ten's dominance. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, I mean, I think it's going to be a good finish to the season. Hopefully this thing doesn't go all chalk like we said in the past. But, um, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to talk about on the uh, – on college basketball or even I guess anything with the NBA, just keeping it basketball related there. I feel like there hasn't been too much with the NBA. I mean, you, you know, you tell me. Yeah. The, the all-star week coming up in two weeks, they had the all-star reserves and the starters announced. There was a snub. They originally snubbed Evan Booker, but then last night they said Anthony Davis, uh, since he is injured, will be replaced by Devin Booker. But a lot of people are pissed like always every year about the starters. Some people say James Harden should have been a starter. Uh, but overall, the All-Star weekend is going to be an interesting weekend. I believe that's March 6th, so look forward to that. Also, I wanted to say Jared Allen. I know I kind of have spoken about this before, but the Nets gave the Cavs Jared Allen during the James Harden trade. And this guy is just a young star. He's kind of emerged out of nowhere. Last night, he had 14, 15 rebounds, 25 points. He's a dog, and the Nets really need a bench. So I would like to think the Nets are going to make a move before All-Star Weekend, but I'm not exactly sure. They need to get a good bench role player because if not, they're going to be in serious trouble come playoffs. Uh, but you know who else is in serious trouble? That's your guy, Fernando Tatis. He owes his investors $30 million from when he was a prospect. What the hell is going on? Yeah, so I'm just going to start this off by saying, and I don't know that I really come clean with it and come public with it, but I hate this guy. I absolutely hate Tatis. I think he's way overrated. They just gave him a $14 million deal. I mean, this doesn't make sense to me. The guy hasn't even played a full season. How are you going to give him a 14-year a deal? I mean, just think of where we're at right now and the listeners, where you're currently at, how old you are, add 14 years to that. Add 14 years to that, that's how old you're going to be when his contract expires. Yeah, I know. It's scary. And they gave this guy, again, hasn't even played 162 games yet. They gave him the, the brink struck for this. So they, they backed it up to his front door. They dropped it off. They said, hey, it's yours. You know, here's the, the keys to San Diego. And well, let me play devil's advocate. Let yeah, me play. So it. Bryce Harper got that big fat contract. And a lot of people say he's overrated. But I want to say, could you say that Tatis was got on a bargain due to inflation? Because who knows what these contracts are going to be in a decade from now. Right. And so I think, well, there, there's a couple of big things to look at here. So obviously, you know, you have Tatis who had, it, it was the 14-year deal. And let me just quadruple check my math, my math here. I don't want to get clowned. You know, I do have a third grade math level, but it's going to be, I believe his deal was, let me just make sure I'm not messing this up. Yeah, so it was $340 million for 14 years. So really, you look at it from face value. It's like, okay, he's got 24, he's a little over $24 million a year. And he, again, you look at it, it's like, okay, that's great. But at the same time, you know, you're going to be paying this guy who is going to be turning almost 40 years old. You're going to be paying him still $24 million. And again, I'm a Tigers fan. 
And we're going through that right now with Cabrera. You know, Miguel Cabrera, we signed him way back about, it was about eight years ago now. And it was for a 10 year deal. And they signed him for 30 million a year. And right now, the guy bats about 220, 230, hits maybe five, 10 home runs a season. And we're paying this junkie fucking $30 million a year. <laughs> and so it, it's going to be the same thing. But obviously, you know, that, that's why it's good to have it a little bit lower on the back end, a little bit higher on the front end. You know, it's a whole situation. I hate I hate San Diego for this. They're stupid. I think at least with Harper's situation, at least he he proved himself earlier. And not only with Harper, and I think Tatis can be the same way. Time will tell. But with Harper, you know, it's all about the money, too. People are buying the Harper jerseys. People are coming into the stadium to see Harper. And, you know, again, maybe the same thing is going to happen with Tatis, but we don't even know yet. The guy has played not even a full season yet. So I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how this thing plays down. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. Speaking of playing down, the Canadians fired their head coach. Now they have the biggest odds jump. Is that correct to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, so the Canadians have been playing. They've been playing really good overall as a – really as a, as a hockey team. And they started out the season, at, I believe it was plus 5,000. And right now they've jumped down to plus 1,200. And I actually – you know, when I was reading this about, you know, the, the firing of the head coach – it didn't really make much sense to me. Again, you know, we have a good team. They have a lot of good talent and, you know, to get rid of a coach like that. But as soon as that happened, and really, I mean, I was looking at the trend line for it. It was, you know, they, they've been really trending upwards most of the season, but it was when they fired the head coach, they kind of took this leap. But again, plus 1250, I believe I last saw for the Canadians to win the cup. I don't like that personally. I think the Canadians, they're a solid team. They're not going to win. Personally, as we talked about earlier in the podcast, I like the lightning. I know you like the lightning, but let me ask you this. I know, you know, you haven't really followed too much of the Canadian hockey teams, but is it, is it finally the Leafs year? They're the best team in hockey right now. Is it finally the Leafs year? No, no, you should know this. I've been making money on the Leafs every single night, Leafs money line. I don't care if it's minus 500, I'm hammering them, but here's my problem with the Leafs. This year, correct me if I'm wrong, the Canadians can only play the other Canadian teams. So, uh, like the Leafs, for example, they're only all everything you see, all their competition is only these dog shit Canada teams. So, I mean, I, I do like the Leafs, but how about they actually try to play some real competition down south of the border? And then we'll talk. So, hold on a second. With the Winnipeg Jets, are not going to the Winnipeg Jets fans are not going to be handling that slander lightly. <laughs> With the Winnipeg Jets, they're a decent team, Calgary Flames are a decent team and then you got Edmonton Oilers I mean there's some skill up there in the in the big white or the big north or whatever the fuck they call Canada that's you know there is some skill up there they got McDusty over there in uh in Edmonton but I, I mean again I, I know there's a lot of dog shit teams like the Senators the Canucks are pretty dusty but I, I don't know I, I mean I think the Leafs they're playing about as good as competition as anyone else um, but I, well, I guess we'll see. That actually kind of brings me to the next question about that would be, let's say we do have a Leafs, we'll say Leafs, Lightning, Stanley Cup. How is this going to work? Are they going to be playing just games in Florida? I, I mean, how is this going to work? Yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see. You're kind of more of the hockey guy than I am. So we'll just see how that unfolds. It's just going to be a very weird year. I really hope we can get back to normal next year. I had to ask you, you know, before you go, what is your Matt LaFleur of the week? And also explain to that for any new listeners. Yeah, and since, uh, you know, again, I, we, we do have a couple new listeners dribbling in here. So the Matt LaFleur of the week is, it used to be called the Jackass of the week, and we had to rebrand it because during the NFC Championship, as many know, many remember, 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually starting to forget about the situation a little bit, but I know for a fact it was fourth and goal. They, the Packers needed a touchdown to tie the game. And instead they go for a field goal on a fourth and goal with about two minutes left, a little bit over two minutes, two minutes, some change. And Matt LaFleur decides to go for the field goal. Of course they make the field goal. That's great. Awesome. Good, you know, good job. But then they don't even, and they don't even go for the onside kick either, but then they go ahead, they kick it off, never get the ball back. And obviously, as we all know, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. So again, as you know, the season went on, it even heightened more to the floor of the week as being the jackass of the week. But that's that's my long-winded explanation of what the what the LaFleur of the week is. But my my main person, my main LaFleur of the week is Jalen Wilson with again the missed layup and just the overall meltdown at the bottom of that Kansas game. I still haven't forgiven him. Maybe we'll see next week, you know, if I can ever forgive the guy. But Jalen Wilson, you are the LaFleur of the week for me. What about you? I actually have two this week, and I got good explanations for both. My first goes to Spencer Jones, the Oklahoma wide uh, receiver. By the way, bum-ass, garbage-ass wide receiver. Fuck Norman, Oklahoma. But he's talking shit to some dude at the bar. Now, keep in mind, honestly, gun to my head, the guy he was talking shit to, I probably would have been talking shit to. Anyone would have thought this guy is a fucking wimp, right? So he's talking to shit. You know who I am, you know, playing that big dog card. Because he's on the fucking team. Keep in mind, he's not even on scholarship. This guy's a bum. So uh, Spencer Jones goes to fight this guy, gets his ass beat, almost loses his fucking eye. This guy who he picked on had uh, been practicing mixed martial arts for over 10 years. This guy is a dog, complete goon. Fuck this guy up. So it just goes to show you never talk shit to anyone at a bar because you don't know who you're talking to. But speaking to a guy who almost lost their leg, or you know, not their eye, but their leg. Oh, I have another mouth for the week, and, and it's Tiger Woods. Before you crucify me, hear me out. I have a legitimate argument. I want to ask every all of the locksmiths out there. I want to ask you guys this. First of all, we all know Tiger Woods has a substance abuse problem. That's not where I'm going with this, but you know, he has been in several wrecks. Kind of the biggest scandal that started everything off uh, was his car accident where he was all hyped up off Percocets like a rapper. But now, fast forward, you know, several years uh, later, we have the tragic incident that happened this week with Tiger. But here is why he's my Matt LaFleur of the week. Dude, you're a fucking multimillionaire. Get a personal driver. Download Uber. Download Lyft. He was driving a Genesis Invitational branded vehicle <laughs> like some fucking soccer mom who just won a $50,000 car at a gas station. And this guy is a multimillionaire. He doesn't have a driver. Does this make any sense to you? Dude, if I was literally worth one-tenth of what Tiger was worth, I would have a personal driver. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of that kind of goes into just maybe his enjoyment of driving. And a fun fact that I kind of wanted to show the listeners, so as we all know, and maybe there's some correlation, maybe there's not. I, again, I don't know. But, you know, today, obviously, with it being Thursday, you know, we're looking at the Hyundai stock. It's a Hyundai Motor Company. The ticker is actually, let me just double check the ticker. I don't even fucking know what this ticker is. H-Y-M-T-F. I don't even know what market they trade on, but, or what exchange they trade on. But after the, the crash, they've gone down. They've gone down $3 in, in share price. And it's because Tiger Woods was driving the Hyundai. Maybe there's some correlation to that. Maybe not. But, you know, the whole thing is that, you know, I think a lot of people just like to drive. I know Donald Trump, you know, he was famous for saying that, you know, as soon as he was president, obviously he can't drive anymore. But that was the one main thing that he missed. He missed being behind the wheel of a car 
I think if you're Tiger Woods, it's maybe, you know, keep golfing. Everyone wants you to keep golfing, but maybe you retire from driving. So I think it's a, it's a good LaFleur of the week in a sense. Obviously, it was lighthearted. Definitely prayers up to Tiger. But is there anything else you wanted to talk about on the pod today? Yeah, I just got a quick listener of the week. It goes to Anthony Caruso, Potsdam, New York. You've won a $25 Hyundai stock. And uh, also stay tuned for giveaways we will uh, be doing on our Twitter, on our main feed. We're going to have the links in the description. You should know them by now. But if not, just check the description. And uh, I do want to apologize for not having another episode last week. That's my co-host's fault because he's a caddy. So, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned, guys. Peace out. And we're excited to hear from you over the weekend. Any, any bad beats, any fun, uh, fun wins that you have, let us know. But other than that, peace out. We'll see you next episode.